Welcome to The Thinking Tree, a podcast to help believers renew their minds and reform their hearts. I'm Adam Sanchez. And I'm Jeff No. And today we're talking about cultivating joy. So we figured on the heels of talking about, oh, being overwhelmed, we might as well talk about cultivating joy as well. Good. Right? So we're back here with our lovely wives, my lovely wife, Jess. Hello. And Jeff's lovely wife, Tan. I'm here again. Awesome to have these conversations together. So joy, here's a question for today that we're trying to answer. Mm -hmm. How do Christians pursue joy, especially when they don't feel joyful? Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Hmm. I think the Psalms say something about that. They they do say a few things. Like a few things. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Plug for go check out the OK YouTube page. Yeah, that's right. Listen to the sermons on the Psalms. You will not regret it. That'll be a blessing to you. Uh, So just a real quick uh, background of joy Mm -hmm. as a biblical theme. As we've been going through Psalms, it is clear joy is a command. Yes. Joy is not optional for the Christian. It's not like, well, maybe you're joyful. If you feel joyful, that's great. Joy is commanded. Uh, James 1, 2, counted all joy. All means all in the Greek. We joke Mm -hmm. about that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it does mean all. Mm -hmm. Because this side of glory, God is working all things for good Mm -hmm. for those who love God according to to his purposes. And he's making us into Christ, uh, into, not into Christ. He's <laughs> wow. making us Christ-like. Like. Making go. us Christ-like. Very good. Um, but we do know that joy can be elusive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Joy joy is not always easily attainable. And I think there's there's a difficulty today, and I want, I want to hear your guys' perspective on this, mm-hmm. the, the difference and the nuance between joy and happiness. Our culture understands being happy really well Mm-hmm. I don't think that our culture understands what joy is, biblical joy. Mm-hmm. Right. They have a version of joy, but it's not God's version of joy. Yeah, they confuse those two things. Re- and really big. Here's For what sure. I would say about that, and I want to hear your guys' thoughts. I don't think that genuine joy is necessarily happy, mm-hmm. but happy is not a, a wrong or evil thing. No, right, True. right, right, right. Happy can be a good thing. There's a, there's a verse in Ecclesiastes 7, uh, Ecclesiastes 7 verse 3, that says when, when a face may be sad, a heart may be merry. Mm. So a face might be downcast, but the heart can be okay. You think about like losing a loved one. Uh, losing a loved one, if they are found in Christ, you're sad because you miss them. Mm-hmm. You miss the relationship. You miss you know, those, the time you would have together, but your heart can be happy because you know where they are you know that they're not apart from God. They're in the arms of Christ. Your heart can be glad, even yeah. when your face is sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there is that dynamic of joy can, can transcend the moment. Yes. I don't think happy can do that. Correct. Right. Because happiness is technically when, when things are going just as you want in every way. Right. Then you feel really good. And why, and why wouldn't you? Because... Uh, things are going your way, and it's right. a, and it's a pleasant experience, and and like you said, that's not morally wrong, and that's not evil. You know, sometimes God prospers us in that way, where where things do do go smoothly, and things are we, we say things are falling in place, and doors are opening, and and it, and you can feel very happy about mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. and and the key is to move from happiness to gratefulness, right? Mm-hmm. To being thankful to the Lord for each and every one of those blessings that has brought this happiness into your life, right? But the joy is the joy can include happiness. I can be joyful that things are going well. I can be joyful right. that I'm happy um, and blessed, right? Because happy and blessed, there's that 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 sort of uh, overlap in the Hebrew, right? Um, but you, as Adam, you just said, 
joy transcends happiness in the sense that um, consider it all joy when you're going through trials. Why? Because you know there's something happening which is ultimately going to benefit you. It doesn't feel good. It's not Mm -hmm. that super pleasant, Mm -hmm. but you know that you're enduring. You know that you're growing, you're being sanctified, and ultimately you know that will be good for you. So yeah, so you can look beyond happiness to joy. And and the and the command is rejoice always. Right. Again, I say rejoice. Right. So yeah, I can't. I thought it was a quote, but I couldn't find it. And so I had always, for a long time, defined happiness as based on circumstances. Mm-hmm. So it goes up and down. Mm-hmm. But joy being rooted in the character of God, good, who does not change. Right. Therefore, we can be joyful, right? Though the mountains are removed into the sea and yeah. and all of that. Uh, so the joy, I think it's tricky because you asked, how do we feel joy? And <laughs> joy is not always a feeling. I think it is sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. And happiness is not bad either. Like right. we should be, if if you've been an answer to prayer, you know, or your blessings, it's okay to be happy in them. We're not stoic, frozen, chosen, right? We're, we're allowed to be happy, mm-hmm. but to not uh, confuse the two and then to look for the source. Um, I always come back to that quote by uh, Corey Ten Boom. Mm-hmm. But she said, if you look at the world, you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. Hmm. If you look to God, you'll be at rest. And joy is that kind of being at rest, even when you're living in a distressing, yeah, <laughs> distressing right. external factors and depressing internal factors, but you can be at rest because you're focusing on the Lord. Right. I even um, would um, say it's more of a parallel for me with peace. Hmm. There's this calm that takes over my, or is in my soul that doesn't get rattled, doesn't get shaken. And I find great joy in that, but it's, it's a rest. It's not a, it's not circumstantially driven. Um, It also doesn't have high highs. It also doesn't have low lows. It's just more of an even keel, um, constant abiding joy and peace that's there that does not go up and down with my day and my hormones and my kids' experiences and outside influences coming at me. Um, It can be the constant thing that's there. And the thing that it's interesting because I, you know, been raised in a Christian home, have heard scripture over and over, but the thing that really kind of like rocked my world as far as this topic is concerned is watching, um, very specifically watching pastors sit on stage during church. Hmm. So old school, you know, you'd have the the choir up in the front mm-hmm. and then you'd have four or five chairs across the front is usually the elders or pa- other pastors or whatever all sit up front. And watching them I saw no happiness. I saw no joy. I saw no smiles. I I saw no praise going mm-hmm. on. And I would, that just doesn't look right. Like we're supposed to not feel that way. We should be, wow, joy should be coming out of our pores when we're expressing worship in mm-hmm. church, especially in church. But it, it's a daily thing. But when we're in corporate worship with other believers, there should be abounding joy. So if you don't feel that, if you don't feel overwhelmed with God's love and you don't have a peace about whatever it is you're going through in your life, I challenge you to say, do I have joy? Am I choosing joy? Am I living in joy? Um, because I see it in the church more missing than I find it to be there. Yeah. yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you an example. This just happened yesterday. So had a tough day at work yesterday. A lot, a lot on my plate. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot of uh, a difficult conversation with somebody. A hard day. 
Uh, but I knew there was a community group meeting at my house at 6.30. And uh, I would not have called myself happy at 6.15 because <laughs> uh, it was a, it was, the day had been a battle, right? Yeah. And so we all go through these things. But then about 6.15, the folks started pouring in. Mm. And here comes one of my best friends, closest friends, great brother, good conversation with him. More people come in. Oh man, I haven't seen this guy in a while. Have a conversation there. Then I look around and I see other people. I see them fellowshipping together and laughing and they keep coming in. Mm -hmm. There's like 35 people eventually came to this community group. And I walked up, I had to go back to my work. I walked upstairs almost in tears, just the joy Mm. of of being with um, brothers and sisters and seeing them desiring to come to hear the word taught and fellowshipping together, great joy. So I didn't have to be happy to be joyful. Yeah, <laughs> amen. You know? you know, you guys kind of all picked up on it. The question was a bit tricky mm. uh, because it did ask, you know, what about when you don't feel joyful? Right. But as each of you have noted, joy is not a feeling. It's a disposition of the heart, but it does it does interact mm-hmm. with our emotions. Yeah. And, and it should appropriately. You know, I think about, you know, Tan, you mentioned the joy of being with the body on Sundays. Mm. Um, there are several Sundays throughout the year where I don't get to be with our church body. I'm internationally traveling. I'm with another church. And as, as much as that is awesome to experience like a Revelation 5, all people, nations, tribes, and tongues worshiping together, I miss being with our church body, singing songs together, mm. learning from mm. God's word together, walking through life together. So I'm joyful about what I'm seeing, but there's a longing to be with those that, that I'm walking in life with. And there's joy in that. There's joy in walking together the, the difficult roads that, that God has for us hmm. uh, to, pursue, to pursue him at the end of that road. Yeah. Um, you know, as Paul, talk, Paul talks about running the race and finishing it, and it's for the joy set before him that, that he, he has a disposition of Christ enduring all things, uh, for that joy, that joy at the end of days, we're 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 gods. Mm. We're not our own. We've been bought with a price. Praise God. There's a lot of joy in that. That brings the singing. That brings the the gladness of heart in the moment. We do have a bit of a stigma in our culture. Mm. We joke about the frozen chosen. Yeah, dynamic. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Th- there is a, a bit where we we're not a very expressive culture, right. but I think that's brought a misunderstanding about what joy is. Mm-hmm. So we hide behind that, well, I'm just not expressive. I didn't learn how to be expressive. My dad wasn't expressive. My Mm -hmm. mom, we can hide behind those things, but those shouldn't be hindrances to us learning how to express joy. And for some of us, it might not be, you know, I don't know, raising hands, jumping up and down. I mean, literally I did those things two weeks ago. We were doing both of those, (laughs) clapping and doing all that. It may be different here, (laughs) but could we smile? Right. Right, right. <laughs> like, is that going to kill does, us? Right. It doesn't look the smile? same for everybody, but what are you doing right. to ed- show evidence right. of joy? Right. Amen. So let's talk about some difficulties. You know, f- feelings can ebb and flow with situations. Uh, we can be led by our feelings and by our emotions uh, in, in a wrong way at times. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. the feelings and emotions are a blessing. Like Jeff, you mentioned being glad. Glad's not a wrong thing. We should be glad. Right. We should be thankful. And those kinds of emotions can even motivate us towards being joyful and, and being uh, being being of right recognition of who God is and what He's doing. Those are those are blessing. Mm. Um, but then there are there are dynamics like Tan. You mentioned seeing elders at the front of a church who didn't evidence being joy filled. Mm-hmm. What do we do with that? It's hard. 
actually, I saw one guy fall asleep. And I almost, this is old school Baptist I almost, church. Yeah. I almost went yeah. up to the preaching pastor afterwards because it's like right off of his right shoulder, right behind him, yeah. and the guy's nodded off during service. I, was I saw like, it too. Yeah. I was like, "Oh my word, this is." I mean, I felt bad. I, I you know, anyways, but um, yeah, it is. It's hard, and I would say find people who do exhibit joy. Mm. That's who you want to be mm-hmm. going after. There's mm. going to be people all around you who don't exhibit joy. Um, they're um, curmudgeons is what I call them. Um, and they're, <laughs> a great and they're probably curmudgeons <laughs> in life too. They're yeah. crotchety, angry, bitter, whatever people mm-hmm. um, that for whatever reason just are grumps. I, I'm not going to take my cues from them. I, I shouldn't. I mean, I, I should mm-hmm. admonish them and try to encourage them towards joy. Um, but that's, you know, that's their thing with the Holy Spirit that they have to work through. But I know that we all could think of somebody in our lives. It might be in our past. It might be in our present. But there's somebody in our life that does exude joy, that does mm-hmm. model that for us. And if you're the type of person that's struggling with that, who's just like, man, I just feel so weighted down that I can't find the joy in that. Go talk to that person and say, how do you find joy? How do you choose joy? How do you get your mind out of the, the internal and focus on the external and the eternal and actually be able to find joy in Christ because other people can help you. Listen, if you're, if, you're, if you're one of those crotchety people, it, the reality is you're just self-focused. Can I say that? You're just a narcissist. All you're, all you're focused on is your issues and your problems and how you feel about things and your opinions of things and other people just don't matter. And, and, I, and we've known those folks over the years and it's hard. It's hard to get, shake them out of it, but we're commanded to not be that person, mm-hmm. to be focused on others, to put others uh, before ourselves. But um, yeah, um, those people need to, first of all, they need to acknowledge that they lack joy. Mm-hmm. And and the reason behind it is because whatever pride, self focus, narcissism. Mm-hmm. Start serving other people. Start getting perspective. We talked about that last week. Get some perspective. You think your life is that bad? If you really think about it, yeah. you have a lot to praise the Lord for. So find yeah. joy. Yeah. Find joy. Um, oh man, there's so much I could say. Uh, we should. I mean, go ahead. I want to come back before we go. I want to come back to Psalm 37. Because it's fresh in my mind, having preached it recently. Because it's right there. Okay, all right. I I was just going to say something that Tanya said is choose joy. That's another hashtag thing I say to my kids all (laughs) the time. Choose joy. And uh, it is a command. It's a command in scripture. It's a command that I'm giving them. And it's even putting it in the perspective of helping little people understand, I think helps me understand. Because I'm asking them to choose joy even though they're doing something they don't want to yeah. or they don't like the circumstances or it, it's hard, it's a trial for them. Um, but you can still choose joy. And if they ask me why, what is my response? Because you are loved, mm. <laughs> because you are well cared for, because this is gonna be something that you are going to survive because this thing that you don't wanna do is your business to mm. harken back to the last episode, right? This is your job right now that God has given you to do. You don't like it. That's, that's fine. I'm not asking you to love it, right. but I'm asking you to do it with joy. Mm. And then I have to say that to myself. Yeah, and that can right? be really hard, yep. right? I yep. mean, the first J- um, J- James one that you were talking about talks about trials, mm-hmm. right? And, right? and we face, there's lots of trials, right? Um, trials of sin in our own heart, being sinned against by others, living in a sinful world. Like there's difficult things of life, circumstances that can affect our happiness there and our feeling, right? But it's how do we choose joy in that? And 
even in the passage, that word, the testing, right? The mm. testing of your faith yep. um, produces endurance. Uh, testing, when you take a test, you're seeing what you know. Mm-hmm. You're seeing where you're weak. You're seeing what is really there. Um, there's proof and evidence of your faith in that testing. And our command is to be joyful in that. Why? Because we're loved, Mm. because we're cared for, because we're going to get through this. The Lord is going to carry us through whatever trial this is, because we can trust that what comes from a sovereign hand is good and that he's going to carry us through that. So we can choose, even though we don't don't have to love it, we don't have to love the trial. You don't have to talk about it like it's your favorite thing, but we do have to walk through it Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. we are to do it with joy. Amen. Yeah. Let me tee yeah. you up here, Jeff, for, for Psalm 37. Sure. We've been talking uh, about a couple episodes ago, this idea of cultivating joy. Mm-hmm. And I think we're just going to start coining this as a phrase. Nice. Because you're a gardener. You love, we talked about that. Love gardening and cultivation. I mean, yeah. we talk about farming and, and all the analogies throughout oh, yeah. the scriptures on gardening and farming. And so cultivating joy, you know, this idea of sowing and reaping, and it just fits. I like it. And we're yeah. oak hill. Yeah. We're a plant, oh, yeah. right? A and every, a sorry, tree. a tree, a tree. <laughs> and everything is named, right? Whether we're, we're oaks, whether we're acorns. acorns, whether we're seedlings, whether yep. we're, Gross. you know, the cedars kind of messed it up though because everything else fit with the oak and then it was like, where did the cedars come from? They're still trees. But they're still but, trees, yeah. right? Yeah. They can hang out together. But with this idea of cultivation comes what you input to get an output. Yeah. That, that's kind of the idea. And it's not that we're manufacturing and faking right. joy, but there is an aspect of cultivating the soil so that joy can grow. Uh, you know, what are we doing to do that? And Psalm 37 talked a lot yeah. about that. So so practical. Well, first of all, remember Psalm 37 says like three times, don't fret. Mm-hmm. Don't get overheated by the wickedness in the, in the world. Expect it. It's a fallen world. Um, the evildoers will fade like the grass. Okay, God will handle that. You don't have to fret over it. So he starts with that. So, so, so whatever's, whatever's blocking your joy, set that aside. God has that as the judge of all things. And then he says, but you believer rest in the Lord and wait patiently. That time will come. And then there's this amazing statement that's so practical, dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Mm. Plant yourself where God has you, put roots down deep. And I would you know, I would say put, put down roots deep in the body of Christ, love other people, cultivate faithfulness. And as you do that, delight yourself in the Lord. Be delighted in your relationship with him and then he will begin to give you the desires of your heart as you line up with him. But it's so practical, right? Just cultivate faithfulness, dwell on the land. Live that simple life of faithfulness with your brothers and sisters and be delighted to, to grow with the Lord. I mean, that's, that's ultimately where you're gonna find joy. Done. Sorry. Amen. That's yeah. it. Ladies, <laughs> love your thoughts too. How do we cultivate joy? <clears throat> go, go, Jess. Go, Jess. Here I go. <laughs> um, I read the stories of martyrs. Amen. That that has been Fox's personally, book of martyrs. yeah, so uh, one of the most encouraging mm-hmm. and joy-producing uh, 
exercises that I've walked through in my life. Um, Fox's Book of Martyrs. Um, I was also a teenager when DC Talk yes. teamed Jesus up yep. with Voice of the Martyrs. We had that book, yeah. Jesus two, yeah. Volume, there were two volumes, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and I, I remember just some very dark moments in my own walk and being so encouraged. I think sometimes the world will tell us, don't diminish my pain, you know, like don't right. look at someone who's in more pain and then diminish your your pain counts too. Right. And so it's not, but it's not a matter of diminishing. It's a matter of look at somebody who has walked through something so difficult and the Lord carried them through mm-hmm. and they can did it with joy also. And so it encourages me that I, I can too, because yeah. I serve that same God, Amen. that same God who has walked them through fiery trials, right? Where Paul and Silas are singing in a jail cell. Yeah. That's Facing my death. God. That's yeah. my right. God too. Right. Like I can, and not because I'm strong, but because because that's my God. And so I've been so encouraged to see the other believers doing it, knowing that um, that 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 God is He's with me. Yeah, right. And that's so encouraging to other believers to see those stories and hear about those things. Same thing for me. And I've often thought, if when if possibly not, but if anybody were to ever write my story, would they be encouraged by my response to trials? Mm. They certainly probably wouldn't care so much about how we've handled the backyard being redone. <laughs> but, but overall in the, in the whole of my life, I hope that they would find encouragement in the way that I've handled things. So that's definitely an encouragement and a challenge, big time challenge. Um, but it's, it's something that you have to strive for. It's a choice. Um, it's like, the, it's a fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. So your spirit has to be dwelling on the word, mm-hmm. focused where it should be, um, t- taking input from sermons and from reading and from song and from just worship in general. Um, and when those trials come, which they will, God promises and his goal is for us to be, you know, learn endurance and to find joy. Um, test yourself. Am I feeling joy in this? Am I able to find rest and peace to my soul that even though this is hard, God's in control. Mm. He's gonna walk me through this and get me through it. And if you don't feel that, then it's like, okay, now how, how am I gonna work through this and fight for that and make that choice to have that? Um, I had a brother who passed away years ago at the age of 36. Um, and I remember sitting in his memorial service tears rolling down my eyes and we sang such beautiful praises to the Lord because we knew where he walked Mm. and there was that sadness on the outside and joy on the inside. So it is possible to have that, um, but it's not gonna be an easy thing every day. Um, But choose that joy. Don't be falling asleep during a sermon and not exhibiting joy in worship and choosing to do those things that glorify the Lord and then in turn give you joy too. Amen. Thank you for sharing that testimony, Tan. You know, I think about everything you guys have said being all rooted in in God's word. Uh, whether we're talking about counting it all joy out of James one, or we're talking about Psalm thirty seven, or just the example, even in testimony you gave Tanya of what it looks like to to have the trial come and to still choose to honor God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the testing of our faith, and sometimes we fail the test. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sometimes we don't pass. And like you said, Tanya, we, a failure is an opportunity to learn, mm-hmm. right? You fail the test. Yep. Oh man, I'm not choosing joy. Why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's going on in my heart where, where I'm not going God's way on this? Um, some encouragements I would give, you know, think about God's promises, God's character. 
if we're dwelling, each of you have mentioned this, if we're dwelling on who God is, what he has done, what he's going to do, that is going to frame up a good perspective right there. Uh, we should also be cautious of not basing our uh, our position of joy or even uh, gladness of heart on our circumstances. You know, mm-hmm. Jeff, you mentioned this, like you focus on self and what you're not getting and expectations and all of that. And if life is all of that, mm. yeah, then you're always going to be upset that you have traffic in the morning or right. that you have to go to work or that you didn't get the inheritance from your parents or that you insert anything, right? right? right. Something's always going to be difficult in that. Uh, I would encourage people also to ignore or not to ignore the real situations of life. Uh, there are hardships that come. We're talking about the the kids in Haiti. Uh, the government's unstable. There's danger every day. I just came back from Uganda and in the northern uh, part of the country, there's uh, some of you might remember the Lord's Liberation Army and a lot of wickedness that happened there. There's uh, refugees from South Sudan, refugees from Congo. Life is hard. Mm. Life is hard. And kids, there are parents who choose what day, uh, you know, a kid eats. You know, you, you get to eat this day and your siblings get to eat the next day. And and that's a life. Those are real situations that doesn't make us, that shouldn't make us say our situations aren't real, but we do recognize each of our situations. Whether that's our dynamic, mm-hmm. we're choosing who eats, whether we're dealing with the, the difficulty, the uncomfortability of everything going on with the house remodel, mm-hmm. whether we're dealing with the burden and, and the weight of raising young ones, whether we're dealing with uh, a, a, a boss who's annoying or doesn't, mm-hmm. insert whatever. We mm-hmm. all have a real situation. Don't ignore those, but in those, choose to honor God. Mm-hmm. Dwell on what is true. Dwell on what God has done, what he's going to do with you, not just on the situation. So you don't have to ignore it. Pretend, don't be an ostrich. Right. right. But don't act like that's your be-all, end-all. Right. right. That's right. not the end. Any other thoughts you guys want to share before we wrap up? Mm. I'm good. Yeah, I just good the, stuff. the temporary nature of the trials. Amen. When yeah. you're in it, you don't think it's temporary. You literally think this is it. I'm going to die, or this is <laughs> going to be my forever new position, and it's so not. <laughs> so that perspective is good. Wisdom from others is good, but um, God will get you through it. He promises. You. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, on that note, Jeff, Tanya, Jess, thank you for joining us on this tough subject on cultivating joy. Uh, friends, we help. We pray this conversation has helped you to renew your minds and reform your hearts. And God willing, we'll see you next time on The Thinking Tree. <laughs>